0: Hello and welcome to The Sean L Show, intimate conversations about music, sex and life in New York City. My guests today are the owners of Otis and Finn Barbershops in New York City. I'm here with Kirk and Sean. Welcome to the Sean L Show. Thank you
1: for having (laughs) us.
0: us. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited too. It's so nice to see your beautiful faces without masks. We're allowed to take them off for recording. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how much the mask changes everything in terms. I don't recognize people that I've on for years
0: yeah yeah, yeah. um there's a uh, sort of a new guy at work and one of my colleagues the other day was like hi what's your name we were in like the lunchroom and he's like i'm jamie she was like <laughs> <laughs> I didn't recognize you without your mascot on. like she fully um, has met him like he's been there for a while. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, this masked life that we're mm-hmm. living through. Um, okay, so I want to start off I start every episode of the podcast by asking people what are you listening to what um, what's in your headphones? What are you vibing to? Um,
1: always a lot of disco, you know, that's always pumping at the shop. I love it. And there's always moment. like new takes on disco. You know how everything's like kind of updated right yeah. now. They'll take an old song and like make it modern disco. Yeah. That's happening a lot. Um, yeah. I'm always, I'm all across the board. He's country, but.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm always listening to, I'm actually wearing right now. I just got the shirt in the mail from Tyler Chowders.
0: Okay. Uh, Tyler Chowders. Uh, he,
2: um, He's from eastern Kentucky, but just put out an album um, that was – actually, it raises money. Um, I've forgotten what organization it is, but it you know goes back to Appalachia. And uh, a lot of Margot Price, uh, a lot of Jillian Welch, a lot of, like, um, people who are – not modern country. It's mm-hmm. it's like an outlaw country or Americana or whatever you want to call it. More folky, mm-hmm. right. more back to the roots of, like, the Johnny Cashes of the world to actually tell a story as opposed to a little bit more of the It's pop not, country. like, overly produced. It's not, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like the pop country. original... Sturgill Simpson type stuff. It's, yeah. Like, it's more about more people 20. who talk about real stuff, like, experiences and, you know, problems and poverty and the struggle of the working people as opposed to modern country,
0: which is... She thinks my tractor sexy, sung by people who've never been on a tractor, like, you know, that kind of thing. I worked in concert marketing for a little while, and I didn't know who any of the country artists were ever. Like, I was always having to Google them. I guess I wasn't a very good country marketer. That was like a (laughs) a niche job. Yeah.
2: Well, I wouldn't be very good at the modern country either, but the uh, old, you know, the actual good country. Yeah. uh, I mean, people are willing to relinquish the country title but i i'm not i will call it country and i will know what i mean and that'll be that but it's more
0: of the dolly partons of the world yes yes absolutely so we have a segment on this show called the divas of my childhood and i'm always going back and just bringing up like my favorite divas from when i was a kid and growing up it's a lot of diana ross a lot of gloria stefan really it's the divas of like my mom's childhood because that's what she raised me on so um I like to just give updates about like what they're doing now, and uh, a couple of the divas of my childhood are doing some interesting things. So Gloria Stefan has a talk show on Facebook. Oh, it's Red Table Talk, like Jada Pinkett Smith was doing. Oh, okay. now there's Red Table Talk the Estefans Oh, and it's with her daughter and her niece, and it's filmed in Miami with palm trees, and it's all very beautiful. Um. So everyone should watch that. And then Mariah Carey, diva, of my love childhood. Love some Mariah. Has a new tell-all book out. Saw that today. That I am right in the midst of. So. Oh really? You already got it? Oh, to the day it was released. Oh, I if thought I, that was today. Uh, today was oh the first day I God. saw it. <laughs> if I wasn't producing this podcast this month, I would be probably done with it by now. But I've been busy d- putting these shows together. So, oh, yeah. who are the divas of? y'all's childhood Dolly like Carton who, yeah Rae's, i know she's, you're she's into, both of ours she's both of yours yeah because yeah. i think her memoir is in your shop right in the barber shop There's yeah like four books yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: but the memoir is in there and it's a really good one uh, yeah it, it's very open and honest because it, it was kind of in the time written in the time i think between where she had sort of become this crossover some people say crossover pop star but also sort of had like an out moment where she like sort of fell out of public or Mm. for a little while and was sort of going through some struggles. And then Mm -hmm. right after that on her comeback, I think, I think it was written in the early nineties. Interesting, Um, Yeah. Because she's just been around forever, you know, I mean, nine to five, I think was 89. Yeah. I could be wrong about this, but. uh, So that was a big comeback. Yeah. So there was, yeah, this was like after this, the early nineties where I think she sort of, as the recent documentary will tell you became, Had yeah, oversaturated the out. market
0: and, yeah. and sort of disappeared for a while Got it What um Oh my god I had a question about Dolly Park. Oh when did she start Dollywood I, I don't know I, I would say 90s that right? was, was
1: it early right? 90s I It said it in the documentary But I It's been around for a minute They grouped it with a bunch of stuff yeah, that she yeah. did all at once Because yeah. it was like when she was coming back and doing stuff after her, like yeah, year. I
2: think it was, I, I think it was either the late eighties or early nineties. I could be wrong about that too. But Sean has been, but I've been, ah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's. How was it? It's pretty.
1: It's crazy. It's you should go during crazy. Christmas. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah, it's. I didn't realize that. Uh, you know, I mean, basically everything in the town is built around her. Like, it's Dolly Parton Highway, and it's all, you know, like, Pigeon Forge is all Dolly Parton, and I didn't realize it, it's like a Christmas town. I did not oh know God. this when I went. I just p- went. Um, it and I guess- It sounds amazing. Yeah. And November <laughs> 1, everything goes to Christmas, oh. and I went on, like, November 2, not knowing that this was, like, the switch in the year. Yes. And, uh, or maybe it's even October 1, uh, and everything goes full Christmas all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's November, cause they celebrate Halloween, but, uh, So it's a big Christmas town. And that's makes much more sense now as to why she gets really into the holiday spirit every year. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So I feel like I want to go there. Is it in Tennessee? Yeah. Where you're in. You're from Tennessee. I'm from Kentucky. Ah, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Which is close. But it's close. That yeah. was such a liberal New Yorker thing of me to do, <laughs> right to be like, the border. they're all just one no. place or <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Between the coasts.
1: I mean, they're, so, much.
2: they're yeah. so close that when I fly home, I fly to Tennessee, okay. to Nashville, and drive up to okay. Kentucky. Got yeah. it. So got that's it. like the closest major His parents major usually airport. come
1: and like visit us. So, like We'll fly to Nashville, and yeah. then they'll come there, just because it's like, he's got a lot of friends there, so it's like hitting all the birds with yeah. one stone yeah. instead of like... Yeah.
0: Driving four hours to go everywhere. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I feel like I want to go down to Dollywood i hope you guys will come with me yeah get off the plane you don't gotta twist take a, her arm take a gummy maybe take yeah. a gummy like 20 <laughs> minutes before we land and then just dive headfirst yeah. into dollywood it's a really
2: it would be a crazy place to do that it's yeah. it's, like a, it's just, yeah it's an interesting experience wow yeah.
0: are there now so forgive me because i do- dolly is not my diva although we stan her because she's an icon right. what is at dollywood are there rides there are rides I'd actually a couple of years ago she just put a humongous
2: investment back in into wow. it and, yeah it's uh, still going yeah, strong yeah um, and they're building new right when i was there two years ago they were build, still building new stuff but the reason i wanted to go is because there's also uh, her museum is there uh, like all her clothes and awards and that kind of stuff and then you Amazing. can watch this uh, uh show that talks about her life that her Brother and nieces and cousins are the stars of, oh and they just God. come out and, and do. She this. employed them all. Yeah, oh. and that was the whole point of Dollywood was to bring jobs to the region.
0: Yeah, so, which is she's it, been successful. Yeah, and her yeah.
2: yeah, and her family all works there. So oh, smart. Oh yeah, God. yeah. So you can like actually see her brother sing about <laughs> Dolly, and in he this? said
1: they like loop her in with like oh yeah, yeah video image of, and
2: like there are some songs in which they sing back up to a. The video of
0: Dolly is <laughs> so wild, but also so genius. Yeah. I mean, it's like a, she, she knows what people smart- want to see. She's good at marketing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I I need to go and see this. You're talking about a documentary. I didn't even know she had a documentary out. Well, Where can I see it? Is it on Netflix? They just went on Netflix two days okay. ago because everybody oh, yeah, was texting me, it, did you
2: watch sure? it? But I had seen it because I'm pretty sure it's the one that got released earlier in the year from through BBC and oh, I mean, Netflix okay. must have bought it or something. Yeah, okay, uh, yeah. And you were hot on that. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. I was waiting for that one. one.
0: Yeah. Oh my! And we could have
1: watched the first one at like four in the morning and then just yeah. forgot about most of it. <laughs> watched this
0: yeah, one. Yeah, watched it. Yeah. Rewatched it. We were like, Oh my
2: god! Maybe we saw this. Yeah. Well, you pick up new things the second time around. <laughs>
0: Wait. So what? <laughs> what other diva do you think could have her own theme park? Like, is there someone out there that you think has... I mean, my deal is Brittany. Yeah, kind Brittany. Of, she kind of just
1: opened that... I mean, she didn't, obviously. She's not getting the royalties, but... Yeah. The whole thing in LA oh, the, with in her, zone. like... yeah, in yeah. the zone. Yeah. Oh. Which is kind of like, you know, getting yeah. into that. Forgot yeah. about
0: that. I think Brittany's mind is a theme park. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you see the picture of her holding the little shoes?
0: No. I'll show
1: you later. It's so... I don't know if she made them, but they're, like, little crafty sandals that look like they were
0: made out of, like, clay. How did I miss this? I don't know.
1: It's, like, two posts ago or something. It's
0: crazy. Maddie sent it to me. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, my God. She just posted today, and she's like, today it feels like fall. So I got out all of my winter jackets, and then today it's very hot. And I was confused. But I'm so thankful to have had summer. (laughs) she <laughs> amen what all right so tell me what you think of the free britney movement then so you must be like tracking this in real time if you're a real britney fan
1: i mean yeah you can't
0: help but to like
1: not notice everything yeah. she does everybody does yeah.
0: <laughs> so do, she's good at that do you think do, are you concerned for her health and safety because i am
1: yeah I mean, yeah. I mean, she doesn't have control. I mean, who knows? Only she knows her experience going through all that. Like, there's it's so unique. Yeah. I don't think there's anything you can do about it or what – I don't think anybody else could, like, try to help explain
0: that for her. Yeah. She protested – I don't want to say it's a lost cause, but – Yeah. She protested the court that all the records of these ongoing hearings regarding her – conservatorship and getting out of the conservatorship be made completely public and she said she wants her fans to be able to track this in real time because the fans are holding the court accountable because there's a lot of like sort of conservatorship abuse where people get put into conservatorships and they can't get out and people just take their money and it happens a lot it's a problem more with like senior citizens that are very wealthy but in this case it's like uh, do you have any like lawyer this? I was into gonna this? say, is there like, certainly yeah. like,
2: lawyers? I've that... never dealt with conservators yet, yeah, but it's I, very niche. I, yeah, and I don't follow Britney that as nearly as close as either one of you, so I don't <laughs> know. Uh but I, 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 thought I had read a headline where she had asked the court to keep it in place, but to make the conservator her sister. Am I mi- mi- mixing this up?
0: Yeah, I no, there, she did. Well, yeah. the, I think she, she changed her estate to her sister. Like, if she dies, everything goes to the sister. Oh, okay. She did petition to have her mom. Put into place as the conservator Like she basically is trying to get her father Out of of it Because it seems like he's just stealing her money And it seems It almost seems like She she wants out of it altogether But she's recognizing That it's going to take several steps To get there So she's trying to just take the next small step And it's weird because When you watch her on Instagram She seems really unwell yeah. Like she seems drugged yeah, out of her mind. She seemed insane. Like she seems like someone that needs a conservatorship, but my concern is that she's being like drugged by the people that. I mean, that's always been like a.
1: been talked about that yeah. she's been like on drugs, and I'm sure she has been on. So who knows?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Does she have a representative besides? I mean, like I, I know she has a conservator, but I, again, I haven't dealt with conservatorship. Does she have a. Court appointed attorney who.
0: Yeah. So I think that the way it goes is when you're in the conservatorship, whoever's running the conservatorship gets to choose your attorney. So, yeah. You so, so,
2: your conservator is just, I mean, yes. So, then, so then if, is, that's a hard step to take if you're really yeah. tough.
0: Yeah. So, that's why there's been this uprising from fans who have done like the research into like the laws and stuff and realized, oh, fuck, like she's fully kidnapped. Yeah. It's a very hard step and, to take. Yeah. And that's why I think the Vegas residency got canceled because oh, yeah. she was like, I'm not working anymore until I get control of my money back, which is good for her. Oh. But then you see her on Instagram and she seems like a loon. Right. So there's right. a movie. Something's up. Something is up. <laughs> yeah. There's a movie starring Paul Dano from Little Miss Sunshine, and he plays Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys because Brian Wilson went through something similar with this, oh. and the, his manager was drugging him and like really like manipulating him financially. Wow. Yeah. So like,
1: what drug
0: is like? I, I don't understand. Some sort of drug that. <laughs> Makes you loopy and just and like just, numb,
1: yeah. Maybe just
0: like a and a depressant, like a super. Yeah, and I think that I think she need she pro. I think she probably has some sort of issues that she does need medication for, and they're abusing right. that yeah, to yeah, yeah. over medicate her. Yeah. Is what it feels like. So, whew. all right, well, hey, Brittany, this Hashtag. has been the divas of our childhood. <laughs> Closing the <this> segment. <laughs> I need like a Letterman moment where like there's like a Chiron but it's an audio medium. So I guess I don't know. Maybe I'll come up with some music or You'll something. Get there. So tell us a little bit about your background, who you guys are, um, where you came from before you were the notorious owners of o and the like coolest barbershop in all of New York City. <laughs> oh, that's Aww,
1: sweet. Shawnee. Don't act like you don't know. You guys are the shit. (laughs) Um, Well, I came from a bit of a fashion background. I did, um, and it was still in the hair world. I repped like celebrity and editorial hair and makeup. Okay. So it's like artist management. Um, Amongst hair and makeup, it was like casting directors, photographers, but I mostly dealt with hair. Got it. So, and I would like always do hair for my... Model girlfriends and stuff For events and stuff So they didn't have to pay $500 out of pocket mm. I don't know why they didn't make me anything But <laughs> uh, But I've always like dabbled in it Um And I did that for like 7 years
0: Wow Yeah. So what's that world like So explain what that is So essentially like if You're- I Like let's say I'm Kevin coin's manager Yeah or, uh R.I.P. But <laughs> <laughs> So oh, he's got a
1: big brand. Yeah.
0: But. If, if like, or let's say I'm representing Mariah Carey and I want Kevin a coin, do I go through you to get to him? Were you like the in between of like people on the shoots that wanted, like, um,
1: is that what you were doing? Well, like, there, it's like a very, it's like an option system. And it depends on how big you are yeah, as yeah. a person. That's, I mean, and it has a lot to do with like the people that you've worked with. You kind of build that whole team of, stuff moving up in the business yeah so like usually a celebrity will you know have like four people in each city that they like working with and there's an option system so if their first isn't you know if it's booked with somebody else then you go to the second and blah 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 got it so you know it's kind of like a building program
0: almost got it got it yeah that sounds very fun. so how did so were you doing hair before you got into that? No, so you I kind mean, of just dabbling, that.
1: just dabbling. dabbling. like but like not cutting hair. Got it. Just doing like girlfriend, like styling, like high ponies and <laughs> for like, for like a Calvin Klein event.
0: Got it. Can you give me a high pony I, next time? I can. <laughs> yeah. so we've
1: talked about this, Sean.
0: Okay. I think that that would be, you know, something I might be interested in. Um, and what were you up to before you were the proprietor of this yeah. business?
2: I went to law school in New York City, so okay. I was, I went to, law, I spent, I worked for two years and I. Graduated college, moved here uh, at a political nonprofit, um, Mm. progressive nonprofit called People for the American Way. Uh, And then I went to law school and I met Kirk when I was in law school. Okay. And um, I, for some reason, I was just always drawn to the community aspect of the barbershop. So I was talking Mm -hmm. about opening a barbershop even when I was in law school. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then went to work at a corporate law firm and clerked and did that for six years. Yeah. But uh, sort of by the dark of night, we opened the shop. <laughs> um, Kirk because Kirk, Kirk, went to barber school because we right. said, you know, if you do this and you love it, we'll do something together. If you hate it, we'll just not do it. Move on from yeah. the next we'll, idea. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll yeah, see yeah. it. And yeah. so yeah. Uh, we, and he loved it, was amazing at it. So we decided to give it a go after yeah. he worked for a year in Manhattan. Um, and then... After two years, it, we got very, very, very busy in our three-chair shop, which is our first one, which we opened up six years ago. Mm-hmm. And so after two years, Kirsten we decided it tree. was time yep. to expand if we were going to, like, really go for it. So yeah. I quit the law firm. And then we opened up the second one. And then last year, we opened up the third one in Greenpoint. Greenpoint?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what what was your law career like? So you, nonprofit is very different than corporate. So <laughs> between the two, what did you like better? What was sort of your experiences there? Oh, well, I mean, I, I clerked for the court. Okay. 20, I worked
2: did two years for law for two years at a law firm and mm-hmm. then clerked for the court. And that was definitely my best professional experience Got working it. for the court. Um, because, you know, I think a lot of times people talk about how, a lot of t- people in private sector like to talk about how like awful government is and that sort of thing. And that just isn't my experience. My yeah. experience is that people do things in government on with a lot less budget mm-hmm. and you sort of see a lot of, Waste in private sector that you just don't even have the opportunity to see in government. Right. So I think it, yeah. there's a little bit of a bad rep there. uh So I think my favorite thing was clerking for the court. I also had a really yeah. good judge who was very nice and smart. And yeah, he was sort of new to the bench, so it was like exciting and and yeah. we worked on some pretty crazy cases. So it was a, it was just like a really exciting time. Yeah, I mean I'm very very glad I worked at the firms and the firms I worked yeah. at were both very good and the people are super nice um but you know the environment's tough it is yeah notoriously tough for a reason because it is tough and Mm -hmm. so at a certain point you have to decide like is this what i'm going to do with the rest of my life and you know i think the time i decided to quit was i was said to myself if they walked in today and were like i'm gonna make your partner if you stay around for four more years would you and I was like would I take it and then the answer was no so then yeah. I decided to leave that was your clear
0: yeah. so I thought yeah. I was going to marry a lawyer <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and then he put me to work <laughs> <laughs> I mean to be fair he's still a lawyer yeah. he just isn't doing that right a now a working lawyer yeah yeah, yeah 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 practicing oh my god I love that I love that <laughs> so wait so tell us clerk for the court because uh, non-law people like myself are thinking like which person was that on Judge Judy or yeah. <laughs> the Practice with Cameron Manheim. Right. I'm trying to like. So, what did you do in there? So,
2: uh, for the for the court, the judge hears a lot of cases, and yeah. so he he or she needs a lot of staff to help. Got it. Make things go and write opinions, and
0: that's what clerks do. There's a clerk on Judging Amy. Oh, right. Did I don't know. I didn't watch Amy it with Tyne Daly and Amy Brenneman. I've been out for like forever. Yeah. You, oh, it was, I was a child. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so okay, long yeah, ago. Yeah. I'm not, this is then not then a clerk reference yeah. at all. Probably, yeah, 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 I think there was a clerk there. i Okay, that, that makes sense. <laughs> so you would help do, like, the research you and, like, research, prepare talk things. About the, yes, yes, exactly. You prepare okay. the judge. Got, for it, got, the, got it, got it, and you, like, yeah. the Supreme
2: Court clerks all have clerks. And it's the same exact yeah. system through the yeah. federal, for, they get... You know a certain number of clerks, right. and then right. the judge makes the decisions, and you research and you do a lot of the writing. And right. you know sometimes the judge wants to do particular cases and writing that sort of thing. But it's like a sort of right. sharing and making sure that the opinions get out there and are got it
0: are good. Cool. Yeah, it was that's fun. A, yeah, it was very that's fun. Really it was cool. very yeah. fun. I was so glad. Yeah. I did. Now that I know what the heck you're talking about, I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's really cool. <laughs> 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 Wait. So take us back to when did you guys meet? What was your where did you meet? How how was it? How old were you? Uh, I was twenty-two,
1: no, okay. three, younger. Was I twenty-one? Yeah, I think it was twenty-one. I thought it was twenty-two. Maybe I turned twenty-two that
2: year. So
0: well, it was. I like, don't want it to was tell like...
1: my
2: age, but I, I can <laughs> tell you how I know that you were twenty-one. But yeah,
1: um, and it was like the Thursday before Pride because Pride is always on Sunday. Yes, and I missed that Pride because we got holed up. <laughs> oh, that's. <laughs> I just ended up at his apartment all weekend. Block. Uh, we met in the
2: old-fashioned tr- old way. But I don't even yeah. think I had a smartphone. I mean. A- I, I definitely I probably like, uh, didn't. I didn't get one until I left the law firm. I was yeah. very old school. I was like texting on an old school with phone. T- until I was <laughs> with, like T nine. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes then, oh, exactly. Black, probably a BlackBerry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah probably. Oh a my god. Yeah. You had a BlackBerry. That I was at fashion. Like a that was the
1: fashion phone.
0: industry thing to do. But yeah. at Eastern Block at like four in the morning. Oh my god. So the Eastern Block underwear party. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, no, I think we were like the only. it he was, was like with a friend. Completely empty bar. It was about to close. Like, it was about to close. I was with my friend our friend. And he Eastern was like with us yeah. out there, and I guess I yeah. did a hand motion to signal him over to me. Yeah, it was <laughs> like a Wednesday night.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. 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 And yeah, it was late. It was like I went to the bar at like 2 a.m. It was closing. Because yeah. I had had a previous dinner across the street right before that. And then I just was like, oh, I'll have one drink before I
0: go back home. Yeah. So the dinner across the street was a date that didn't go well. It was like
2: a reunion that just Ugh. had to happen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what does that mean?
2: No, it was just uh, uh, someone who I'd seen before and was just like, all right, we're going to catch up. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Um, so who went back to whose apartment? <laughs> he came back to my apartment. I went to his. And then the next morning, you still liked each other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe this you is... Went, well, he lived in basically... like well, we that was, go to work. Yeah, Next we both because it was oh, the middle of the week. Yeah.
1: Well, I had to go yeah. to school, but yeah. yeah, you had to go uh, to work. No, you were summering. Uh,
2: was I? Yeah, you were summering at law. Oh yeah, oh. in the summertime. Yeah, that's right. In the summer of, of law school, between mm-hmm. between years, you can you sometimes you work at firms, oh. and so I was working at a firm in that summer. But oh. you only go there for three months, and then you go back to school. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. kind of how you like test out, right? Like yeah. where you're
2: gonna go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I guess we did have to work, but yeah,
0: oh, <laughs> we made it to work,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, you didn't, make it to but Pride. you didn't make it to Pride that year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How long were you guys together when you decided to uh start the barbershop? Six years, yeah, That's, yeah. six yeah. years, yeah. yeah. God, it's weird because. <laughs> That was even years ago now, but Kirk is still only twenty three. Exactly. Right? So it's exactly. weird how time, like my time, works like that too. <laughs> it's like weird. It doesn't move. It doesn't move. It's, yeah. It's, it's like I don't know yeah. how other like, people what is are time counting it. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, Mariah. Ki- yeah. Keeping track. They're on like yeah. the fast forward. I'm on the like rewind. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mariah only counts anniversaries. She has oh, two birthdays. I love anniversaries. That. That's yeah. okay. I've been looking for yeah. a way out of this yeah. counting birthday situation yeah. for a while yeah. so and uh, Lucille Ball said the um, trick to staying young is lying about your age I agree with that So <laughs> well, I
1: do lie about I it I Clearly he's trying I,
0: I had yeah. a group of people Who
2: I was like oh, Avoiding the question For a while And then one of my friends Like came out And blurted it out Last week I was like What are you doing You know the rule. <laughs> yeah
0: you're like I don't know What you're talking about you're I think crazy. you
2: hit your head oh, yeah. And all the And you know Not to bring us back To an old segment But I, all the divas Do that They're Just oh, like yeah. They just make it
0: up Well it's funny They really that, do The media loves To say their age In every print article yeah. Like they love To put it out there They don't do that that to men as much like they're no, not exactly doing that to Mick Jagger, exactly like, yeah
2: exactly and um, yeah oh. I, rem- I mean i remember there was like loretta lynn who's a very old school country there's like yeah. some debate about how old i mean I, we went to her 84th birthday concert in nashville mm. uh two years ago i think but i think uh i've seen i've seen her biography and read the books, and I think there's some dispute about whether or not that's even true.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if you're that, if you're up <laughs> yep. there, it's like yeah. a bug. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you meet, you had like a like week a crazy weekend of torrid sex Fell <laughs> madly in love uh and then 6 years later started a barbershop on Pearson Street three chairs yeah, yeah. yeah. um very cute little barbershop the decor on the inside for anyone that hasn't been there it kind of feels like a garage like it's yeah. very like mask for mask it's it's yeah. really cute it is like, with industrial. tops of color yeah it's yeah. very industrial but, that's yeah. what we wanted
2: to do we yeah. wanted to be but definitely gay yeah. <laughs> but de- exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's why it's like tongue and cheek a little yeah. bit. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. It's like the metal framed mirrors that are hanging on chains. Yep, with like a pop of yellow chairs and like yeah. you know the bathroom wallpaper is guns and bananas right uh which a friend of ours helped picked out yeah. that sort of thing and so every we've be. kept the theme up on every shop so everyone mm-hmm. is like a different fruit yeah the green point is peaches
1: category is fruit <laughs> love. <laughs> love pineapples at 44 and 40 the 40. green point is like hairy peaches yeah so obviously so the know, next yeah, one might have to be but, eggplant uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> oh, there <laughs> yeah. you go. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> He's gesturing to my, <laughs> my podcast logo with the eggplant on it. Um, yeah, I mean, we love a hairy peach and an eggplant. Like, it just favorite. goes together. Exactly. Yeah. And don't you have flying pig wallpaper, too, somewhere? Yeah. Well, they're not flying,
2: but they're pigs, because we both grew up on pig with pigs when we were younger. Yeah. And so the whole idea at 44th Road just, uh, was the wallpaper was just to signify where who we are where we've been and where we are mm-hmm. and so it was pigs tomatoes and uh, the queensborough bridge uh-huh. um and it was very uh it was a, it it's i love it that's one of my favorites but it's it's very 2d so for greenpoint we had um a client who's uh, – an artist who's a client of ours mm-hmm. and now one of our good friends uh Justin Teodoro he yeah. designed the wallpaper for greenpoint and it's basically as if that came to life through an acid trip and so yeah. now it's like pigs that's what we told him yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when we, oh when my god we explained so it's it. like pigs and tomatoes and uh the it's pig just has color. a crown on it like yeah. it's a it's a royal theme because kings and queens kings being brooklyn which is kings county right queens, were in queens.
1: you came to the yeah. pride party right yeah
0: i i've been to was it pride i was at some party the one, but it was in, no, did you come to the one in greenpoint no that, I th- was at our, one in so That was our yeah. first one. Like, oh, the did, one at MoMA? We did... I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah not came, MoMA. You came, that yeah. you came to that one. You came
2: to that one. Yeah. Not MoMA, but the corner of the underground under the MoMA PS1. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: So, um, so you started the barbershop. How did you come up with, like, sort of the vibe of it? Like, it is different... Tell us how it's different from other barbershops in the city. Because I think you guys you guys have carved out like a really cool niche for yourselves and then you've expanded. Now you have three locations, as you mentioned. Like what was sort of the inspiration for that? I think the the idea was that we really wanted
2: it to be a community-based situation. Comfortable. Yeah. And yeah.
1: not you know, coming from fashion background, like I don't like the bouge really. It yeah, just kinda yeah. turns me off.
2: Yeah.
1: Um so I just kinda want like You can have nice things, but kind of downplay it with things that make people want to come in.
2: Right. Well, you want it to be nice, but without being pretentious. Pretentious. So the idea was like this will be a barbershop that like everybody feels good about walking in. There's there should not be any moment of anxiety or hesitation or that kind of thing. And so we wanted to make it. You know, we saw what was happening in LAC, um, and and we wanted to make it so that people were able to, because it was only high rises, right? Mm-hmm. Because it used to be industrial. that got rezoned and they started building these luxury high rises and there was just no business on the ground whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and nowhere for people to meet their neighbors. Cause I'm always been scared of high rises in the sense that I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to lose my identity. I feel yeah. like sometimes you move into a high rise it's like, you don't know who you're even living next door to. Yeah. And it just feels like not like a, doesn't feel like a great communal space. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of buildings have sort of tried to figure that, have figured that out and built community spaces spaces in the buildings. But even then, then you're just in that building, Mm -hmm. right? So I think the idea was to build a place on the ground that people could come and be like, oh, I know you or what's going on or what's going on in the neighborhood and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And just more of like a throwback to a place where like people hang out and and, like feel comfortable like getting a cut, but still hanging around.
1: Yeah and we always said we wanted it to be like where a ceo or a lawyer would get be cut next to a drag queen yeah yeah and everybody's like coet sure everybody like yeah oh, exactly it has, has happened oh, of course like, time and yeah. time again
0: yeah i i love that i love that so fast forward a little bit you have the uh two locations then three and you guys are throwing these fabulous Theme parties. Like, yeah. how did you guys <laughs> oh, what was, miss it. get into the inspiration of doing theme parties? What was the one that I went to? Was it, it was Pride, the one that I went to. It's and always then, on Pride. Yeah. And then, okay, that's right. That's right. And then I think, did you do like a New Year's one one time? Or am I making that up? We do. Yeah, we yeah. definitely do. But the,
2: the, our, our second shop is, it's pretty big. I think mm-hmm. it's like 1100 square feet. So we always end up having, like, we'll just after work, after we close or whatever, we'll just be there and people in the, it has front windows so people can walk by. Yeah. And people sometimes will tell me, they're like, yeah, I walked by to see if you guys were there because <laughs> we oh. were just like going to see if we were, guys were hanging out. And then yeah. people. then It just so, evolves. So yeah, yeah, we had like parties yeah. but it a lot... The Pride Party is always a much more of like we send out invitations or we mm-hmm. tell people to invite people or whatever. Yeah. But the other ones are a lot more informal to just be like, all right, we're closing. We're close at 8. So we'll... Keep, we'll just have a drink and just then the key, key. people walk by, yeah, exactly. Yeah. People yeah, walk yeah. by, and then the next thing you know, it's like you know, 30 people hanging out, yeah. <laughs> I
1: before COVID, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
2: yeah, yes. That I mean, that COVID just sort of clipped our wings a little bit in that yeah. regard because that was sort of what we were doing, yeah, and that's yeah. uh, you know, what, what I mean, we even our personal life that's how we live, like our we, before this all happened, everybody would say, like, there's always we have two couches. And one of our barbersome said, uh, it was just like, there's always somebody here. Like, there's yeah. always someone staying here. And there yeah. was. It's just like, there's always someone sleeping on our couch. Yeah. Because they're visiting. Because of this, that, and the other. And yeah. that's the way we both like it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we like the right. communal.
1: We can't we been. can't escape our college dorm. Room. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I always feel like those parties, there's like the after party. I always yeah. feel like it's like a giant orgy in the barbershop. It probably isn't. not. <laughs> but I'm not. like. Wait a minute. Did I miss the orgy at the barbershop? shop? But it's probably more innocent than that. It's <laughs> it's more
1: sloppy it's and not fun a, and turned up. There's definitely
0: not a orgy situation,
2: but people pair off themselves yeah, not and do whatever they want. But yeah. there's yeah, it's just more of us just like being, you know, listening to music and just like We're all
0: very going high going hard. People, yeah. So yes. it's like,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But there have been a lot bonkers. of love connections, mostly straight. Believe it or not. You guys
0: have the coolest pack of straight guys <laughs> yeah. that just stay with you for a long time. They're yeah. obviously <laughs> totally open and allies. Yeah, exactly. And they're exactly. Just totally down to hang. They're totally like, down. Yeah. That's the
2: thing. I think yeah. that's the other thing that I think makes it yeah. – the shop really fun is mm-hmm. like you was saying. This, it's like the CEO and the drag queen sitting next to each other getting a cut, and that's mm-hmm. what we like. It's like everybody, yeah. you know, like you yeah. get every perspective, and it's sort of a self chosen group of people in the sense yeah. that like the you know the straight people are come are cool with this. They want to mm-hmm. be a part of it. They understand what's going on, and they right. and they're not afraid, you know, like they want to yeah. they want to see this, uh, uh, you know, other perspective, and mm-hmm. they're like very into that, and yeah. so it makes it like. Interesting, because nobody's like walking around in eggshells. Everybody's just very just, open. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. It's, it's what we would cool hope vibe.
1: 2020 would be it's everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I, um, I listen back to, I mean, I, I do these uh, way in advance and then they're evergreen and I put them out and so I put out the, the season was meant, the last season was meant to debut in March but we recorded in like early February and the stupid shit that I said was wild. Oh. I think I said, like, I ended <laughs> the episode with like wishing everyone a great 2020 20 <laughs> and I think I also said wow. um like you know I think that covid is like really something because it was starting we were starting to hear about it well, from there, China uh, well that's a, well, you're, you're right yeah. yeah and then I think I also said tops with bad rhythm were an epidemic <laughs> which is like again luckily right? I'm right still again. like indie enough that I didn't just get completely <laughs> canceled. but yeah it just so everything I said on that episode that ended up coming out in March so I had to put like a pre-roll like this episode it's was weird, weird to w- even watch anything before yeah. this yeah. happened because so, yeah. it,
1: it's like nothing's the same Yeah.
0: Yeah, It's weird to see pictures like no one's wearing a mask. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Right before we closed
2: down, I did an interview with, I think it was CNBC Market Watch. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, we're like totally prepared. I mean, which is true in the sense that we keep our shop cleaner than most people, I think, in the sense that we're very, we've always been like very strenuous about our like cleaning policy. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, it just looks. Goofy now to be like, right. yeah, we're ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're over I, I had we're actually friends in Europe who sent me a message and were like, this is a very dumb interview <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like you do not know what's coming you don't know what's oh, coming uh, you're gonna be in your apartment for three months i was like you are nuts there's no way i'm thinking like no oh, yeah you know and now I yeah, do, it, it just, just looks, looks like very naive. naive which obviously like this is my first global <laughs> pandemic yeah uh hopefully yeah. In the last but uh yeah. you know we nobody knew what that was coming no. and you just you just at well, the time we were some
0: people did but
2: yeah yeah well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and
0: didn't we think when we first went into shelter that we were like "Ooh, this is going to be a tough week people, were, we'll announce- to <laughs> people it. were
2: announcing their reopen dates yeah. so it was like we're closing today we'll be open march yeah. 31st they kept yeah, doing it yeah. for yeah, yeah. like
1: and then it's like a month and something yeah. like, no, and then it's like bitch we happened. don't know <laughs> yeah that. oh
0: my god today i went all the way to starbucks without my mask on and i got <laughs> Like a quarter block to Starbucks, and somebody walked by me with a mask, and I was like, My face is naked. Like, (laughs) I just suddenly realized, and then I felt. Oh, it was an accident. I felt really naked. Like, oh. I felt like my dick was hanging out. Like, <laughs> I it is like because, that. Because I kind of have, like, my own policy about masks outdoors. Like, yeah, if no me, one's yeah, around, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I take it down because I'm like, oh, I can breathe Same. better. And if but if, a, oh, like, a big cluster of people comes, I put it's like high beams. Like, I put yeah. it back In on. In a story, if you're going to the big avenues, yes. you just throw it on. Yeah, you just put it back on. So then I did, on because I was like, fuck, I have to walk back to my apartment get my mask. And oh. I did walk through, like... a. school zone at like recess time so there was all these people and i felt like such an asshole Uh, walking around i'm i am a monster at least you're outdoors at least you're outdoors
1: and the sun was shining so the uv rays were like oh my god zapping the zapping the
0: shit out yeah and i i have had covid which i don't know if that means anything Uh, so but so right before it shut down you guys started this really cool thing where you were doing comedy nights
2: yeah at oh.
0: the at the um 44th road shop and i was like that was on my list of things i was excited to do in 2020 cuz it didn't align with it my was work going schedule really well. and then it fucking everything shut down and um but yeah talk about that a little bit cuz that was really something that was innovative and cool as well yeah like a lot of this a
2: lot you know like even our, our everything about a shop is community based so even that idea came from a client uh mahesh katogi who is a really funny comedian and him and his buddy uh got it going and they were like oh this is like something that people are doing and also we need a space and like people want to be have a space to work out material and we'll just like offer this as for free Mm -hmm. and so it was just it became more of like a you know like a free situation in which people would come and like work out material but they would be like very good comedy very very good like some some of them would leave our shop and go straight to comedy cellar one of them went straight to comedy cellar for filming a show like you know so it was it was a it was a really fun also i think they understood like a lot of the comedians would come in and pick up on the vibe and then be like oh i can really Go wild here. yeah I don't have to hold back because yeah. the crowd here, yeah, <laughs> the crowd here is gonna like not, nobody's gonna like run me out. Like yeah. we're just gonna like, well, right. it was
1: funny to watch them like also not realize the crowd. Well, that's
2: true. That's true. <laughs> a lot of them would, I think, I think Mahesh would just like be like, yeah, come do the stand up set. I don't yeah. know. But then they show up and they're like, wait, this is like a 70%. Gay crowd, just, just a very, a fluid, a very <laughs> yeah.
1: fluid crowd. That's, yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: so then, like watching them, like understand that as like like mid set, yeah. you know, and adapt, yeah. which is interesting. But yeah. it was really, really fun. It's one of the things I'm looking most forward to getting yeah, back to because it. Yeah. it was just so was much fun. fun. Like you yeah. know, even like it was just like a party. Like it was mm-hmm. basically like, not, not, to, not a keg party, but you know, people would bring their own one beer. One times it and would evolve out.
1: after yeah. and just, you know, yeah. more shenanigans. Yeah,
2: it would grew over time. The first one was like 10 people, and the second one was like 20 people, and then it was like 30, 40 people, you know? Yeah. like, like People was,
0: standing to the door. Yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Ugh. I remain pissed that I never <laughs> went to one of these because I was always we'll get back, like, Um So... Now COVID hits, you guys have three businesses that you're running, three branches of your barbershop. Talk through what happens next, right? Like the government is saying you have, well, not the national government, obviously, but local government, you have to shut down. You cannot be open what happens next because you guys have really been at the forefront even publicly doing interviews and talking about what that's been like for small business owners oh, sean yeah <laughs> no it's been really incredible so talk through like what that experience was like because thank god you guys are still here yeah to talk about it i have a place to get my hair cut yeah I think, um you it's know because of you yeah. <laughs> lots of safety precautions but still good vibes you know yeah. so talk us through what was that like Uh, it was pretty scary. I mean, I didn't, obviously, like I
2: was saying, like, even two weeks before I've been giving interviews, being like, Oh, whatever, we're ready for this. Like, we're gonna just like, close down for two weeks and clean the place and start over. But obviously, that didn't happen. So I think, you know, I think the first couple weeks of the pandemic, we were, I was not sleeping, maybe like three, four hours a night, Mm -hmm. max, every single night, just trying to figure out how do I what do you say? Because obviously at that point, I think we had like 13 people working at the shops. And so I'm like, what do I say? How do I make people feel good or at least less scared Mm -hmm. uh, about their future, about the shop, about that kind of thing? I mean, I never really considered closing down no matter what I had to figure out to make that happen. Uh, But that's because we, I, I, not to say that, People, people who closed down didn't do that, right? Everybody wants to make that happen. I think we were yeah. just in a very lucky circumstance, and I had like panicked, over panicked. I mean, I uh, and so I put away a lot of savings or tried to save because I was like, all right, we always need to have like this yeah. like emergency fund, which some people can't do, and that right. and that's that's a lot of people and that's Mm -hmm. why it was imperative for the government to act that's why it's still imperative for the government to act i mean you know i think even now we're like we're watching our neighbors close we're watching Mm -hmm. places around us close people that we love people that we you know supported us Mm -hmm. uh people who've come to us takes a community i mean yeah Yeah. we can't
1: just be us yeah,
2: yeah exactly i mean like one of our favorite restaurants closed And then our neighbor in Greenpoint closed. And these are people who came to us. We would go to them. They would come to us. And so it was very, very hard and scary because, you know, at a certain point, you do have to start questioning your you know ability to keep going if Mm -hmm. you can't see the future i mean even we woke at the even way we found out we were opening was we woke up and the governor and the mayor had the pissing match on tv and one said three days one said never you know and it was just it was ridiculous you found out on the news we found out on the news heads up i mean you can even look at our instagram now (laughs) i was posting live i was thinking, okay the mayor says this day the governor says i don't know and Mm -hmm. i was like we're opening on x date if we don't have a -hmm. Clear direction because this is ridiculous. As if we were going to open. Yeah, exactly yeah because i mean you know we were going we to start taking appointments you Might as well be ahead of the to, game anyway yeah, yeah. yeah. had to start taking appointments that kind of stuff so uh you know it was very 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 scary but uh luckily we made it out to the other side but we're still behind just like every yeah. single small business probably is in new york i mean I, i'm on a small business council and i know mm-hmm. that even right now restaurants are running on hope not revenue, you know, 25% is, I mean, restaurants already run on very small margins. Mm -hmm. So running on 25% is ridiculous. It's not possible. They're, Mm -hmm. they're just, we can't continue to ask people to accrue debt Mm -hmm. and go forward Mm -hmm. without some sort of plan. I think people like me are hopeful that there will be a plan, that there will be some sort of second stimulus that, or that Andrew Cuomo will step up, but who knows? I, I, I don't, you know, I think we're all just putting our eggs in that basket. We'll mm-hmm. see. I mean, luckily, right now, we're at a place where we're able to meet our current obligations going forward and, and you know, live and be happy. But, you know, we, we accrued a lot of debt during that time yeah. that we will have to figure out how to pay over time, mm-hmm. which seems unfair because it feels like, you know, we had worked six years to build this thing. Right. I just reinvested by putting all my money into building the third shop. And then mm-hmm. you have, like, government incompetence at the federal level come in and, like, take it all away over right. – basically what it felt like overnight. Right. Just, like, stop you dead in your tracks. Yeah.
0: yeah. So as a business owner, if someone in power was listening to the Sean L. show, which I know a lot of people in the government <laughs> tune in <'cause- laughs> yeah. They see because they're watching you. Yeah, because they're watching watching you. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They secretly love to hear these shows about gay sex. They're like, yes, honey. (laughs) Actually,
1: probably more than you would think.
0: Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So, on the off chance that someone is listening as a small business owner, what is the next thing that you would love to see for? yourself and also for your you know the other people in your community the restaurants the bars that yeah. are your neighbors that you know also help to supplement your business but just by traffic and a
2: plan yeah 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 a yeah. plan yeah a plan i mean i think that's the thing like people even even as uh, the they announced a 25 percent reopening people sort of saw that as like and obviously, if you don't own a business, you wouldn't know mm-hmm. that it's not, that's not the end. Like yeah. people are still sitting on old debt mm-hmm. from, you know, I would say like we were close for 95 days. We closed for 95 days with no revenue. Mm-hmm. We went from like all the revenue to zero revenue and mm-hmm. we just had to eat that mm-hmm. and on New York City rents. And that's right. crazy. Right. That's crazy. It's crazy to expect people to have to do that right. because small businesses don't, didn't get you know, I mean, we all saw the news, like the stimulus package went to the, the, the big guys, which is, you know, which is, and then they got caught.
0: they yeah, it's like, Oh, we fucking see you. Exactly. It's like,
2: you know, the bigger, the bigger people took all the, took the money and, and smaller people, smaller businesses didn't even have the resources to apply or, you know, or, or whatever, the conditions weren't right for, for them. And so they got left out of it. And so, you know, I think the thing to to know is that the recovery hasn't even begun there is no right. I mean they, they're always talking about the recovery there is no recovery the right. recovery we're all sitting on the brink of a what I think is a collapse and I right. you know I, I, I think there is a coming recession because it hasn't really caught up yet the market right. hasn't caught up with what's happening on right. the ground
0: and that's right. coming yep. and everyone so, still has their fingernails yeah exactly and, like and honestly and it's just only so long exactly until and winter is coming yes <laughs> yeah literally yeah.
2: and it's just a sheer determination of other small business owners that's keeping the city alive and mm-hmm. you know like we had to take small business owners had to take it on their back the first time and mm-hmm. put the city on their back and open up despite the fact that we had you know yeah. it cost us like six thousand dollars just to reopen our door after right. we'd missed after we'd missed three months of revenue right where we had rent for three months to pay we had like all this expenses to pay and then we had to You know sink another $6,000 Just to open up yeah. Just to reopen Expenses to
0: get prepared Because you guys had to install Plexiglass dividers Yeah and and they basically Just
1: pitted us on our landlords Against our landlords And they're like You guys hash it out And that's it Yeah, Yeah. That's all you can do
2: And as an initial strategy Okay but obviously That hasn't
0: worked And so what's
2: happened is We've seen a bunch of closures and I just think that that's probably the beginning unless someone steps in.
0: Yeah. And I think that it's like landlord to landlord too. Cause some of, some businesses are, you know, under big, huge corporate landlords, which is like 50, 50 because some of them I think will be like, Oh, we'd rather have the tenants, you know, we're going to help you out, do this and that. They have plenty of money they can afford to help. And that's great. And then the other half are just greedy and don't understand the economy and they're just gonna fuck people over even though they could help and and just you know then they're gonna be without tenants for years. You know, it's they're gonna be fucked. And then there's small landlords that are in like the same boat as you guys. They can't afford to give the breaks. Yeah. They can't it's like they're they need the rent to to run their lives right, yeah. so know how like, they spend their money yeah right. so it, it's to to pay their mortgage or you know yeah, so whatever. so some lords some landlords really can't afford to help right. so it's just such a, a fucked up situation all around and you hope that the landlords can't that can't afford to help will. but I don't I don't see it when I walk down fifth avenue those are the big fucking corporate yeah. landlords those people can go a whole year without rent and keep those businesses small or corporate in business like yeah they, I used to yeah. work at a store on 5th Avenue when I first moved here and the little pizza shop I used to go to is gone. And it's like, you, whoever owns that, I know they could have let them survive. Yeah. Like, that's what we need. We need the big guys with all the money to to help. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, that's right. Uh, and
2: there was also an uh, article, I don't know, I think it was the New York Times, I could be wrong, or it was an op-ed, actually, mm-hmm. and it was uh, one of the, um, I think assembly members, and it, who was saying that and I didn't know this even as a tenant uh, that some but that some that they're that he's proposing changes to the law because I guess some uh landlords can't give breaks because their mortgage agreements require that they collect a certain amount of rent and oh, so the wow. pr- l- the okay. proposed the law proposal was that we would invalidate those, yeah, which uh you know uh, would would take that off their back so they mm-hmm. could accept a lower rent without breaking the terms of their mortgage yeah. That's very interesting. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's... I mean, I assume that's not the case in in a lot of situations. Yeah. uh, But uh,
0: in some of them it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's the wild, wild west. It is. Jesus. In every sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, looking forward to 2021. We're almost done with 2020. And I think people have, like, kind of saddled this year with all the bullshit. Because we're like, oh, fucking 2020, man. But, like... I hate to tell you, I think 2021 is going to have a lot of the carryover of this bullshit. Even if we get what we're hoping for in November, I think that there's a lot of reckoning to be done with the, the, you know, with COVID and then also sort of the, you know, what we're left with the shambles of our country and our identity as a country and just, um, you know, who we are. But so looking forward into 2021 as, as young gay men in New York City and as entrepreneurs, what are you guys reckoning with? What are you looking at in the future? Um, As you look yeah. forward, or are you just taking it day by day?
1: It's day by day. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, with the business and everything, I think it's just, I mean, to encourage people to stay as, you know, fight to be here. Yeah. It's still a great city. Like, you know, you can have fun. You can make it the most. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously everything's not the same, mm-hmm. but there's still like good experiences to be had. Yeah. Um, You know, if you can, mm-hmm. obviously a lot of industry is gone, but yeah hope for the best
2: yeah yeah i think uh i think a lot of times i'm like uh optimistic to a fault so i am I think uh <laughs> we have to keep it that way but you know i think for me i'm like you know what if you want to leave maybe this wasn't for you well and or maybe yeah, yeah. Some, this isn't the time for you to be here that kind of thing and so yeah. we'll figure that out too but uh i there's a lot to deal with but i think a decent result and a good result in november will go a long way just sort of switching everybody into optimistic mode yeah maybe and like hunkering down and being like all right let's figure this out let's let's do this and uh hopefully that will help i i don't know that it will but hopefully it will help and, and yeah. hopefully our leaders will start putting up forward some solutions i think you know like even in the new york state level people will say well what can cuomo do well we can't just throw our hands up because trump is incompetent and right. just has no soul right we have to i mean we elect our governor for a reason to yeah. be a leader to make tough decisions in tough times and right. he's not doing that he's avoiding yeah. that he is he's basically saying i'm not going to do it because he didn't do it and that's the opposite mm-hmm. of a leader that yeah. you know we need a leader and he's not doing what he should right. be doing at this time right. so i think we have to reckon with that especially if uh for whatever reason, there's not enough of uh, – if the Democrats don't take the Senate or if there's not enough of numbers to pass another stimulus and that sort of thing, we have to, on a state level, figure out what happens when the ACA gets struck down, when, when uh, this new judge is appointed and she strikes it down, uh, and that kind of stuff. Like, there's just a lot to deal with, hopefully – A Biden administration would make people happy uh, More optimistic and and Able to think through that And think through plans including People like Andrew Cuomo Who has, who needs to sort of Step up his game and come up with some Solutions but uh, He might have just run out of energy (laughs) Well I mean it's his third term The man has lived most of his life in the governor's mansion This is his third term, his dad was The governor, it's like how is he supposed To know uh, what small business Owners go through, what people who can't pay their rent what tenants can't are he going clearly through. Clearly doesn't. He obviously yes. doesn't. You know, posting pictures on his Instagram, working on his car. Like it's like, you know, and now running around. Promoting a book that he's making a profit off of the pandemic <gasps> on. I which didn't is, even know that. Oh yes, he just had a book come out yesterday, and it's ridiculous. It, I mean, it's
0: not over yet. Dragger, it's not dragger. over. It's not dragger. over.
2: It's How not are you over? writing the book about it? He wrote the book, and he's making the money, <laughs> oh and it's not even over. God. And and people are closing their doors, and he's out promoting this book. It's crazy. See, you've opened my eyes. I didn't even know yes. that he. Oh yeah. Good for well, that. I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah, mean yeah. to promote his book. Please don't buy it. But
0: no, <laughs> fuck that.
2: Also, I'll probably be going to jail after the podcast. <laughs> oh my, no, not at all.
0: Not at all. I all mean, right. de Blasio is worse, though, I think. Worse.
2: Way worse. I, I, I. Oh, I you hate Colmop. Well, oh, just kidding. Okay. okay, de- okay <laughs> uh, please edit out. Um, no, I don't hate him. I actually liked him until this all happened. I was like, I was sort of in the middle of the road. Yeah. I mean, I voted for Cynthia, obviously, but, uh, in the primary, but, yeah, um, uh, I, the thing about de Blasio is I think he has not done a good job. And I think yeah. he's been very bad on a lot of stuff. But I also the governor has just so much more power. He has yeah. the power to tax. He has the That's power. True, you know, right? he just has so much more. He, has, he He can decide as a statewide issue, all these other things. So and he and de Blasio hate each other with a right. passion. Right. Which so everything he says, de Blasio will. Im- I mean, uh, Cuomo will immediately contradict just as a gotcha situation mm-hmm. and so I, I don't think de Blasio has been good I think he's been not good but I think that I try to look to the person with more power which is I look to Cuomo I looked to Trump mm-hmm. who is obviously incompetent so then I have to come back to Cuomo and you know to yeah. me it's like where is where is the heart and soul in this thing like you are powerful you have the political clout to make this happen in mm-hmm. New York State you have the legislature who is which is democratic. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to make things happen, you can make them happen. You're just
0: not making them happen. Whereas I
2: think de Blasio doesn't have that level of power. Mm -hmm.
0: I, I, as I'm reckoning with it and looking at if things get worse, am I going to stay in New York city and grit it out and, and, you know, fight it out for me. One of the biggest things here is the MTA. Which just keeps yeah. getting worse and worse. Like they need to fix the fucking MTA because I, if I'm going to stay here and pay these crazy rents, which hopefully start to go down. I need to get to my fucking job. Like, yep. it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can tell the bourbon's hitting because I'm swearing. <laughs> Me a lot. too. Me too. But, but, we've, um, we've gone through a bottle of bourbon during yeah. this thing. Yeah. But I um, love it. bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored. I need some alcohol brands to come sponsor us. Yeah. So if you know any, I'm happy to do some ad reads Perfect. for any, uh local. Um, Alcohol brands. There's <laughs> a lot of stuff that yeah, needs to be yeah, fixed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, the mta for yeah. sure. So, I mean, that's number one on my list. I'm sure as small business owners, you guys have even uh, other ones. no, oh, that, uh, yeah, that's it, a big one for us too. Us because, oh, course, yeah. I
1: mean, because we're not really we're on on the appointment based, street, street, so yeah. you know, yeah. right when people yeah. are late, yes, yeah. yeah.
2: we're not. Yeah, because we're not on Main Street. We're more of a destination situation, mm-hmm. so the train always messes us up. Yeah. Uh, Traffic messes us up. Uh, any transportation related thing uh, any will really messes of us up. Any sort infrastructure
0: situation yeah. is fucking it up. Yeah, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always take a car to the my haircut appointment because I'm lazy and I I don't want to like deal with them. <laughs> well, no, because you have to. Because yeah. you're not I know even you do. Sure. You, you, yeah. She, she yeah. jumps out of that car like yeah. Mariah, like yeah, a yeah, big yeah, SUV. Yeah, yeah. I don't do. It's a, I don't do that. <laughs> <how I am. laughs> I'm like, oh, she
1: brought an SUV. Yeah.
0: It's whatever shows up. I don't choose the fancy. <laughs> yeah. Thing. Yeah. I think I might now just to fuck with you, because it's like it's so cool i could really walk actually but yeah. i'm just lazy and i Never and i'm like oh no. i always also i make i i make myself get up like early ish for a haircut so it kicks off my day like oh, i'm usually yeah. like an 11 a.m moment okay so i'm like oh i just can't even like i need to brush my teeth and comb my hair so i need to take a car <laughs> and then i take <laughs> the mean, subway back like oh okay but, yeah, there you go yeah but, yeah you fix, just need
1: to kick start. Sean is very he procrastinates so, yes like, me it usually, it usually, it. It used it, to. End it, the, he will always be like, no, we'll take the subway, and then it always ends up a car.
0: Hell no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> well, But I did start biking during the pandemic, so now it's great. biking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. so yeah. glad we're kindred serious. Yeah, oh on yeah, procrastination. No. I'll like I just, somehow run out the clock every time. Yeah. It's, oh my god, like a nightmare. Just, yeah.
2: Even though one of my yeah, yeah yeah one of my things at the shop is like we have to be on time. We have yeah. to be on time. Yeah. But yeah. For me personally, yeah sometimes that doesn't really work yeah
0: i feel like i'm always like maybe a little hungover because it's my day off when i get to otis oh, and, Finn, okay. yeah. and i'm like i'm just like trying to like be perky and fun and then like halfway through my haircut i'm like falling asleep because it's <laughs> getting your haircut is so relaxing oh i can't too. Like, keep my eyes like yeah, it is so nice and so i'm like god kirk must think i'm like so <laughs> rude or boring <laughs> That's <really true>. yeah <laughs> all right we have come to the end of our oh no oh oh my god politics baby only one bottle of bourbon in um (laughs) we covered a lot um but listen uh tell everyone that's listening in new york city where they can come and get their herded yeah at your shop because they have three Local opportunities. Yeah. Uh,
1: You can always check online, Mm -hmm. otisandfinn.com, O-T-I-S-A-N-D-F-I-N-N.com. We have one on Pearson Street, one on 44th Road, those are in Long Island City, City, and then on Franklin Street
2: in Greenpoint. And you can check us out on Instagram at otisandfinn.barbershop is our handle, um, which you can also book through the Instagram as -hmm. well
0: and if you're feeling really spicy you could probably ferry to all three locations yeah the ferry what fairy. did you just call me <laughs> spicy <laughs> yeah. ferry Ferry. <Yeah,
1: laughs> <yeah>. that's oh. <laughs> always my favorite
0: uh, yeah. thank you guys so much for being thank here thank you, you so much thrill. for having us thank you everyone for listening if you're listening on Apple Podcasts go ahead and rate this five stars leave a review it doesn't even have to be a review it could be a little story um, tell me something funny that I'll read on air um, if you're listening On Spotify, um, go ahead and hit that subscribe button because they will give you push notifications when new ones come out. If you're listening on any of the other platforms where this podcast is featured, thank you for finding it on that obscure platform. I really appreciate you. Um, No offense, obscure platforms. Um, I am Sean. You can find me at Sean L. Show on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you so much. We will talk to you next time. Bye Bye bye. Peace.